Hi, welcome to the Zeniel Dome's Little Dome with me, Essel Sears. And me, Gareth Gwynn. This is slightly different to maybe what you've heard already. We are trying something new in between our amazing and informative interviews with some incredible people. We are delving into specific months that might resonate with Zeniel's. Yeah, that's the idea. You have got that right, yeah. (laughs) So if you've heard the show, normally we interview people born between 1977 and 1985, and we'll do so again for a third series, which we're preparing at the moment. But in the meantime, we thought we would just basically take a look back at Zeniel history. Yeah, and really delve in deep to stuff that happens. If you get the reference of the Zeniel Dome's Little Dome... (laughs) Then this is for you. If you understand what that yeah. what that is, and don't explain it, Gareth. No, I'm not going know. to. I'm not going to. Um, so every week, Gareth and I bring to the table different things that happened in a specific month in a specific year, and then we discuss them. And this week, June two thousand and six. Do you have any memories of June 2006? Okay, so June 2006, I would have been 25. I was working in London pre-recession, so golden days. (laughs) (laughs) I had an unlimited Amex card. Um, Life was pretty sweet. Great. See, and what's great about this format is that we'll go back to another year and things will not be sweet. No. (laughs) So I'll bask in this while I can. Um, Where were you? I was working for a financial advisor and I was doing a radio show on the radio station Bridge FM, which is one of the few commercial radio stations from that era that still exists today. Wow. And, well, this is the the point is I'm now going to regale you because <laughs> I'm the one this week with the facts. Uh, so we're going to start with sport. Uh, do you know what was happening big in the world of sport in 2006? But specifically in June of that year. Yeah. Wimbledon? If it happened, <laughs> I didn't write it down because didn't, it didn't interest me. <laughs> Um, Come on, it's one of the big two. Oh, Olympics? No, because it's... The other one, Commonwealth. (laughs) It was a World Cup. It's obviously a World Cup. (laughs) If it's divisible by four, it's Olympics. It's divisible by two, but not four, it's a World Cup. We learn it in school. (laughs) I was really bad at maths in school. (laughs) So yeah, it was the German World Cup. Oh, okay. England beat Paraguay, beat Trinidad, Vega, drew to Sweden, beat Ecuador, drew to Portugal, and then they were out on penalty. Oh, the sweet That's, spot. So that was England's. <laughs> that was England's thing. The reason this one sticks in my head is it's the one where Zinedine Zidane headbutted. <gasps> um, yes, Marco Materazzi. I remember that. Pretty dramatic. It was dramatic. It was the prequel to Will Smith. Um, oh yes, going up on stage at the Oscars. What an excellent! Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he laid the ground. Zinedine Zidane laid the ground for someone to be randomly violent <laughs> at a big event. <laughs> yeah, it was really dramatic. Mm. The thing I remember about that is I was watching it on a TV that didn't have a proper aerial, so it was fuzzy. So I felt like I was watching a World Cup in the seventies. But, <laughs> but that made it all the more surreal when it happened. That, is this just? Yeah. So that just happened. I'm trying to think where I was when that was on because I, I love international football. So I would have probably watched this in a pub in London somewhere. But oh, but in the atmosphere with someone headbutts somewhere. Yeah. Oh, it, in it, any scenario. <laughs> Do you have any concept of what would have been big? What, what the number one singles were in June 2006? 
or what you would have been listening to? Nelly Furtado. That is outstanding. Shut up. Are you serious? You have hit the nail no. on the head. Yeah. Nelly Furtado's Man Eater <sighs> was number one. For th- the- he ended up being number one for three weeks. I'm so happy <laughs> that yeah. I got that right. <gasps> Where did that come from? Oh, that was a great song as well. It's got a real good beat to it. I can't particularly... To be honest, the reason I wanted to mention the music is because of the other two number one songs. Oh, okay. Let's let's think who else was... Um, Shakira? It's not Shakira, no. Uh, Pink? No. Anastasia? No. <laughs> Okay, I feel like I, I did so well with the yeah, first one. That was, okay, that was an absolute <laughs> fluke. That was a, that was that's a hundred to one shot. Right, this okay, is this. This it. is what I think is interesting. Right, June two thousand and six was the end of the reign of Niles Barclay's Crazy. Oh, when I saw it on this, I went, "Wasn't that the song that's got a good fact about it?" It's the first single to top the UK singles chart on download sales alone. <gasps> so I think June two thousand and six. Which, when we were talking about which year to pick, you just seemed to randomly suggest 2006. And I went, (laughs) well, I don't know. I actually think it might be the month that marks the death of physical music. Because that is the song that went to number one on downloads before they'd released the CD. That's huge. It's absolutely huge. Guess what the next one was. Which, similarly, you go, oh, right, here we are. The the new world is upon us. Oh, God. Um, I'm I'm not going to be able to guess. I'm really not. Do you remember Sandy Tom? And I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my Oh, head. yeah. So that was a yeah. song promoted through streaming a gig from her bedroom for 21 nights. She did a tour from, it was called the 21 Nights from Tooting Tour. Do you remember this? No. See, I, do, I remember there being a big deal about how this was the first song that had been like promoted online in this oh. way. And she did 21 Nights where she did a live stream. I mean, my internet in 2006 <laughs> was appalling. Yeah. There's no way I was watching a live stream from Tooting. No, because I, I had a computer and I'd have to switch it on and switch switch the internet on when I got home from work and then go and make myself some food and then come back to it. And that's why you didn't understand the socioeconomic significance of Sandy Tom. <laughs> no. I can't, the idea of trying to stream a video on my internet back then that no. would have been nightmarish and that is not a slight on sandy tom no at all the i would love to have tried to do that on and i don't think it would have been dial-up it would have been the the worst version of yeah broadband this and, this has got big pandemic vibes to it as well to to do a yeah, tour from your bedroom it does actually <laughs> yeah it does she was well ahead of the curve yeah. and she had like a myspace following Bigger than ours. Oh. And she, so she was all over it. So I feel like, I mean, in, in many ways, the most boring song yeah. is Nelly Furtado's Man Eater. And that was the one you knew yeah, straight off the bat. But I was still very much old school. Yeah, there we are. Buying a CD from, from Woolworths. Yeah. <laughs> Not watching a futuristic live stream. <laughs> um, the, other, the, the other tech thing that happened is that this is the month where Google became a word in the Oxford English Dictionary. Loads of stuff is going on in know, June it's, it's quite, 2006. But it feels like this is the month where 
the world went, yeah, okay, we're going to embrace this internet thing then. So we've been using the internet for, say, roughly seven years at this point, and we're finally thinking, actually, it might be here to stay. I think it's now just about fast enough where you can download a song <laughs> and watch a very pixelated Sandy Tom <laughs> in her basement. Okay, so Google, let's yeah. go back to, to this for a moment. If it was put in the dictionary, what was it put in as? As a verb or as a as a name for something? Because to Google something... I presume it would be to Google something yeah. as opposed to... Because they don't have the Oxford English Dictionary of company Just, names. No. <laughs> what <is that>? <laughs> Boots. That's yellow pages, There's a lot of starts. But yeah. I think it's time we move on to endings. Oh, no. Let's talk about who died in oh. June 2006. Okay. I, I don't know if like, you want to guess who died. <laughs> it's a bit grim, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, just tell me. Okay. Um, well, I'll say the name and then see if you uh, if this rings any bells. Moose. Uh, like Moose T? Was he like a... No. no. Moose T is still alive, I believe. Okay. A dog? Yes. Was he in a film? Close. Oh, um, Frasier. Frasier. Oh. This was the month that Moose the dog from Frasier died. Eddie. So Moose played Eddie. But Frasier was still kicking at this point. Yeah. So listen to this better detail. Moose was replaced by his son Enzo. Enzo was one of a few puppies bred specifically as possible replacements for Moose. <gasps> Pretty grim for Moose. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that time with the royal family where they're like, and Prince Charles is taking on more duties. Yes, it's that sort of. Yeah. So Enzo and Moose took turns playing the role after the eighth season. Oh, so he was already handing over. So yeah, yeah. Oh. Enzo was also used as one of the puppies that Eddie had fathered during the show. I love that episode. Offset, the trainer has stated that Moose and Enzo's relationship was so bad that the two could not stand to be in the same room together. <laughs> that is so true of every single family business. It's amazing, isn't that it? That a dad has had to try and pass on to his son and he doesn't like the way he's doing it. It's, it's brilliant. It couldn't be better. It's brilliant in terms of family business. It's also brilliant in terms of an actor having to relinquish a role for another actor, <laughs> which I'm quite fond of. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't know how the former Doctor Who's get on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no real idea. That's for a different podcast. Um, but yeah, that, I feel like it must have been a similar thing. With, oh, you're going to do it like that, are you? Yeah. Going to wear a fez? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, another notable death was um, Harriet. Any guesses? I don't know any Harriets that are dead. <laughs> Still in the animal realm. Oh. By, by virtue of no surname. Oh, um, a monkey? A tortoise. Oh. Who died at 175 years old and was wow. reportedly collected by Charles Darwin during his 1835 visit to the Galapagos Islands. So what would that make Harriet? What's What comes before boomers? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think at that level, you're judging by them by the Pope they were born under. 
<laughs> It'll be a Benedict or something. Did you have a tortoise? Oh, God, no. No, neither did we. Oh. But it was always a thing that on Blue Peter, <laughs> yeah. they would go, here's how to put your tortoise to sleep. Yes, as if everyone had one. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> I sort of remember saying to my mum, uh, they're putting tortoise to sleep <laughs> on TV. And... Um, I think my mum at the time said, I didn't think you were allowed tortoises. So you had to have a legacy tortoise. Yeah, because some legislation came in, I think, when we were younger, that you couldn't bring them into the country or something like that. But Blue Peter was still saying, this is how you, if you've got one, <laughs> this is how you look after one. But I've only just thought about how mad that is. That they were, I don't know how many kids were, were watching it, like thousands and thousands of kids. And that was one of their main features, main annual features. I watched a tortoise being put in a shoebox every year <laughs> between probably the ages of about five and twelve. I've seen I've seen tortoises be put to bed more than any other animal. Now I think of it. And, and, and but you've never put that to use. I've never had to. I've never had to find a home for a tortoise. No, and and it is true that legislation mm. has come in. Uh, then there's less and less chance every year yes. of the ever needing to. But. I did an archive programme and we looked at how they celebrated St. David's Day on Blue Peter. Oh, God. And five years apart, they used an identical script, word for word. No. Yeah. So I can't remember the years, but it would be something like 1971, 1976. Completely different presenters by that point. <laughs> but both times, I believe, this is off the top of my head, they started with a male voice choir and then they cut to the hosts and they say something like... Both times they say something like Boridar, that's good afternoon <laughs> in Welsh. And as you can tell, if you're just because that's not good afternoon in Welsh, that's good morning in Welsh. But we didn't. Oh my God. And then yeah, twice they used the same they used the same script. Oh, I mean, I, I would be sad, but you know, we we've lived through worse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's yeah, it, and also the whole male voice choir thing because I I love a male voice choir, but on my terms. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that's the notes I've got about June two thousand and six. Quite a month. Yeah, there was more there than I thought. I feel like, because you suggested the month and I just had a look and see what was there. (laughs) The the only other thing I noted was suspected uh, World War II bomb under broad media in Bristol. Turned out to be a piece of reinforced concrete. (laughs) When I started researching the month, I thought thought that was going to be the most exciting thing. And then Nelly Furtado turned up and I was like, knock this bomb into touch. But it feels like a real, like pivotal moment it does culturally yes it does um yeah it feels like there was quite a bit a bit there that was like the leaving behind of the old ways Mm. back when we used to buy things on cd (laughs) or watch musicians on television or not headbutt other footballers (laughs) and do things in the modern way do you know what i'd like to hear i'd like to hear from listeners what their memories are of june 2006 that's a really good idea drop us a line to the zenial dome at hotmail.com you can tweet the zenial dome or you can uh, send us a message on instagram which is just zenial dome or like sandy tom you can get in touch with us on myspace <laughs> um, because we're on there tell you what log in now and add sandy tom 
Because I, I think her. she's a Zemio. Let's get her on. Oh, I'd love that. Do you know what? Although we've been quite disparaging this, of her. I don't think we have. I did say pandemic vibes. That's fine. Okay. That just makes it sound like she's either a head of the curb or a manager in a Chinese laboratory. Please come on our podcast. <laughs> um, so there we are. That is June 2006. Um, if you enjoyed this, we'll probably be back with another one. Let's see. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye.